Welcome to Homemade from All Recipes. I'm Marty Duncan. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know we've had some great guests on the show. Celebrity chefs, home cooks, YouTube stars, cookbook authors, and we've heard so many great stories about memories made in their kitchens and at the dinner table. On this episode of Homemade, we're getting a little more personal with our guests. We ask all of them, what's that thing you crave, that thing that brings you so much joy every time you eat it? And I loved all the answers, but I felt like I needed to confess my own guilty pleasure. I go to Argentina quite a lot over the last 20-something years I have, and I had this transformative ice cream there. It was Fredo's Dulce de Leche. That was the best thing I've ever eaten in my whole life, and I think about it way too much. Well, Haagen-Dazs has a Dulce de Leche ice cream that is really very, very good. It's not Fredo's, but it's convenient. So I have been known to keep a stash of spoons in the door of my car. I live way out in the country. I can't get to the grocery store that easily. Thank goodness. I probably eat far more ice cream than I should. But I do keep a stash of spoons in my door. And occasionally, on the way home, I'll stop by the Winn-Dixie, pick up a pint of Dulce de Leche. And if I happen to get stopped by a train on the way home, well, gives me something to pass the time when you're sitting 20 minutes waiting for a train to go by. So yeah, that's my guilty pleasure. And it turns out I'm not the only one with a sweet tooth. The godmother of soul herself, Miss Patty LaBelle, has one too. Okay, I'm going to say this, but I don't do it often. Okay. The Starbucks lemon cake with that white icing. I love that too. I love that. I love lemon. And so every now and then when they go to Starbucks, they might treat me to one slice and I'll take a little piece, a little piece until I'm finished, like in four days. But that's one of my weaknesses. I love that cake. And I used to love Haagen-Dazs chocolate ice cream. I don't do it anymore. I used to love it. I can't stop. If I start on the ice cream, man, I'll eat the whole thing. (laughs) But see how strong I am. I make sure they fill the freezer with it. And every night, the next morning, I wake up and say, I do the chocolate ice cream. I'm good to go. So I can have it around and I'm not tempted. That's how good I am now. Is your lemon bunk cake sort of like a version of that Starbucks lemon? It's like that. Yes, it is. Tell me how you make yours. Do you put a confectioner sugar type of a glaze sort of like theirs? or It's like the ingredients that you do for a lemon cake with extra lemon zest. And I don't do icing on mine. I don't do icing. Just a plain bunt lemon cake. Well, just so you know, this podcast is produced by All Recipes. You know, we're a, a community of 60 million uh-huh. home cooks. 60 what? million home cooks. Yes, ma'am. And we just did a copycat version of the Starbucks lemon cake. You can find that online. And now you won't even, have, you won't even <laughs> have to go to the Starbucks. You'll be able to make it at home. I can just make it myself. Yes, I will. I love junk food. That's pastry chef Duff Goldman. He says he didn't eat a lot of it growing up, but his first job was at McDonald's. And so he definitely still has a craving for it as an adult. I tell you, my favorite burger of like the classic kind of fast food chains, my favorite burger, I don't know, it's a toss up between like the classic Burger King cheeseburger, because I really like the texture of those uh, sesame seeds on that bun and that bun gets a little steamy. Or the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger at Wendy's is also That's my favorite. If I'm going to get one, I'm going to get a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger at Wendy's. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to go for that. Yeah, I mean, if I'm in a hurry, that's what I'm going to get. And uh, I might get two of them because they are Junior. (laughs) They're 99 cents. (laughs) 
<laughs> you are a McDonald's alum, so uh, yeah, I, yeah. I saw on your website where you re- recreated your version of the McDonald's fried apple pies. Now they bake the them. Pies. Back in the day, yeah. they used to fry those things, and they were delicious. They were delicious, and they were hot for like six days. You know. <laughs> Right. You couldn't, you couldn't bite into it. You had to wait till you got home. Yeah. It so hot. It was like scold. lava. Yeah. 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 But, but it was that. the goo. The thing about that pie that I find so good is that goo. I tell you, when I get an apple pie that doesn't have goo in it, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I get it. It's like a little more rustic with the slices of apples, but it's not, I like the goo. So yeah. when I make an apple pie, I get some really good unfiltered apple cider and add a bunch of sugar to it and thicken it with some cornstarch. And then I make a slurry with a little cider and cornstarch and thicken that goo, thicken that cider up until it becomes a goo. Then I fry the apples and then I toss those apples in the goo. One thing I love about this pie is that you can bake it really hot because the inside's done, right? You got a goo and you got fried apples, they're done, it's cooked. And then you can bake it really hot so you make sure that heat gets through the pie pan so the bottom of the pie gets nice and crispy. There's a method to my madness. It sound, I was about to say, it sounds like you got a method to your madness on pretty much every level. But, you know, I'm going to steal that trick. I do a lot of apple pies or right now pinch pies. I'm mm. going to steal that apple cider trick. Yeah, it's really great because it's like, you know, it adds a lot of moisture to it. Kind of like you're making like a really cheap pastry cream, but, you yeah. know, no dairy. You just thicken it up. And then once it's nice and thick, add a little butter to it. Make sure it doesn't start to congeal. And then it makes a great pie. It makes I a really good pie. This- I just made... um. I mean, a, a friend of mine uh, just had a baby, and his wife said that she was really, really craving a home-baked cherry pie. And so I went to the store. I got this giant jar of sour cherries that were in, like, this sour cherry juice. Right. And I drained the cherries. I kept the juice. And I did the same thing. I made the goo with the cherry juice. You know Lucky Leaf? Yes, the, of course. Right? Lucky a, Leaf pie filling? Yes, of course. I love that stuff. And I eat it right out of the jar. It's you know, right out of the can. It's great. And so that's what I was going for. I was going for that lucky leaf kind of cherry pie texture. The same thing you're putting on a cheesecake, that pie film. Right. Gooey. And so that's what I, you know, I wanted to make. Man, they crushed that pie. And Duff isn't the only guest who confessed a love for fast food. There's also James Beard award-winning barbecue pitmaster Rodney Scott and YouTube star Chef John. They both like their chicken joints. Chick-fil-A, they know me. <laughs> You're going to get the spicy sandwich. You get the number one. You get the nuggets. What are we going for? Chick-fil-A. It may be the number one. It may be the deluxe. It may be the mac and cheese with the nuggets. All depends on the day. I think I've almost went through their menu. I'm tell you, I remember when the very first Chick-fil-A came to Birmingham and my mother worked at Sears and we would make a pilgrimage to that Chick-fil-A every day. If she was at work, we were at that Chick-fil-A in line. It was revolutionary back then. <laughs> there were no chicken sandwiches. It was so good. It's embarrassing. I would pull up to Chick-fil-A and they would say, good afternoon, Mr. Scott. How are you today? <laughs> you got me beat. They don't know me that well. They don't know me that <laughs> They well. know me. But they, they do struggle me. with my half and half lemonade tea order because I'm going to get the regular lemonade, but I want the unsweet tea. So oh, you get the half cut and they're like, you want unsweet tea and then full strength lemonade. Yes, that's the magic. thing. That's it <laughs> right there. Yeah, I love me some Chick-fil-A. I have to go with you on that one. That's a guilty pleasure. When I hear guilty pleasure, 
Like once in a while, I'll sneak off for a Popeye's run. Oh, yeah. And I'll just gorge on Popeye's fried Love chicken. Love that chicken from Popeye's. Me too. Yes. Way too much red beans and rice. I always joke when I go do fast food, I have to wear a disguise. But at home, one of my all-time at-home guilty pleasures is instant mashed potatoes. I like them. I, I do, do too. I don't know I don't, why, I don't, but I'm I do. I'm not ashamed to say. So I think that's the one I pick that people are like, oh my God, you... But you know, you're five minutes away from mashed potatoes as long as you look at the ingredients there's not a ton of crazy stuff and it's basically potato starch and some salt and it's not going to kill you and there's a a certain taste to them that is different than mashed potatoes my mother never used them but i had an aunt that would use them sometimes Mm -hmm. and i would try to get my mom to do it and she was like i'm not going to use those instant potatoes but i always liked them you know i think it might be it reminds me of maybe high school cafeteria for or, sure, for sure. or a college dorm, college cafeteria, or maybe you're really stressed and anxious. Maybe you're at a hospital cafeteria or in a strange place and you just stumble into some casual diet. And it's that flavor association. It's like processed comfort food. My good bud, Chef Guy Fieri, talked about having a backup supply of instant grits in the pantry. But his obsession is the ultimate Southern comfort food stone ground grits but don't ask him about doctoring them up with cream or cheese like most of us do goodbye i'm not talking to you if you're going to talk about putting cheese and cream in your grits okay just asking just kidding just uh, no, in. i'm a purist i'm a purist about my grits okay a little bit of salt stir them Make sure they get nice and creamy. You got to stir them. You got to work them. Got to break them down a little bit if you're really going to get that creaminess about them. Grits, salt, ham steak, bone in, cast iron pan, cook the steak, deglaze with black coffee. Red eye gravy, y'all. If you don't know what that red is, eye gravy. red eye gravy. That's it. Don't that's mess with it. We're so used to eating out, and it's been very odd for us as a family not to have that anymore. And so, We've been eating a little bit of fast food here and there because that's the only thing that's really open. And what does Spice Queen Artie Sequera crave? We got Domino's pizza and I got the thin crust, which to me is like a cracker. It's perfect with pepperoni and pineapple. I'm sorry, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. Really? Yes. It sounds good. I've never had one, but I've never had in my life had a Domino's pizza. Really? Never. Now's the time, Marty. Now's the time, Marty Duncan. I'm telling you that thin crust pizza, they get it so thin. It is almost like a water cracker, like a saltine. I have learned to make a little dough like that. And Mm. I put it in my cast iron skillet with some oil. Now get it good and hot. And then I stretch my pizza dough out. I put it in the cast iron skillet, kind of fries it a little bit. Yeah. Flip it over and then I start adding all my cheeses, mozzarella and Parmesan or whatever, my tomato sauce. I'll add onion, whatever I want to put on it. And then I heat up the broiler and then just stick it under oh. the broiler for a couple of minutes. And ooh, it's so delicious. I drizzle a little bit of olive oil around the edges of the crust and it's kind of fries it. It's yeah. So- Okay, I'll take that recipe. A, then pile up a bunch of arugula on the top. With yes. The and then again, a little bit of olive oil, salt, pepper, and parmesan on the top of the arugula. Yeah. I'm in heaven. I love arugula on pizza. I love arugula on anything. I would eat it like grass, <laughs> like graze like a horse. It's one of my favorite things. Coming up after the break, late night snacking, a must-see movie, and a little bit of Tom Jones. I'm Marty Duncan, and this is Homemade. Mm-hmm. 
people ask me like all the time, like, how do you stay small? Or how do you stay so thin when you're eating all this stuff? I was wondering that myself. I just, I let myself eat whatever I want, but I just don't eat all that much of it. That's Emmy Made of Emmy Made in Japan, a woman who will snack on just about anything, including tarantulas. Oh, popcorn, hands down. We love popcorn. So I, I like the popcorn with the work. So I'll pop popcorn and then I will put melted butter on it and then I put nutritional yeast on it and then I'll put some- Wait, 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 back up. You put what? Nutritional yeast. It's it's from my crunchy days. Oh. It's this yellowy kind of flaky powdery stuff that gives this really great yummy flavor, but it doesn't have any salt on it. Yeah, it's kind of cheesy. If you're vegan, then it has tons of B vitamins in it and it gives that kind of sort of cheesy flavor, sort of. Where do you find it? it? You can find it at, you know, health food stores. You can find it at Whole Foods. You probably could find it at most supermarkets and maybe the more crunchy area, but I love it. So I used to sprinkle it on everything, but I really love it on popcorn. But you have to have some sort of fat for it to stick onto the- so um, butter. Butter, yep. And then nutrition yeast and then salt. And sometimes I put a little bit of pepper. Love that. And then um, for movie night, that's, we've been eating a lot of that. We've been having a lot of that for a snack here around our house. And then guilty pleasure, I guess, probably in the summertime would be ice cream. Like Me too. Ooh, ice cream. Mm-hmm. We have creameries that open up for the season in the summer around New England. And so after supper, I said, yeah, let's go get a cone. And so mint chocolate chip is usually my standby, but I love a good scoop of vanilla with hot fudge and peanuts. That's my other. That sounds amazing. Emmy Maid and two of my other guests, chefs Amanda Freitag and Aron Sanchez, agree that if there's one thing they crave, it's a good snack. I have sweet and savory. My sweet guilty pleasure always involves chocolate of any kind. Me too. Uh, Whether it's just a dark chocolate square or whether I go full on and make a dark chocolate lava cake that's hot in the center and I eat it with ice cream, chocolate chip cookies. And then my savory guilty pleasure is usually a tortilla chip dipped in either salsa or guacamole. I have a crunch addiction. I love crunching, 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 crunching. It is such a satisfying texture profile. And honestly, yes, if I have salsa, I'll dip it in. If I make a guac, I'll have it. If I have sour cream, I'll dip chips in that. I love that creamy yet crunchy. And a little salty. And salty. And I'll bop back and forth between salty and sweet. So I have to have both. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you know what? I'm a typical chef. I'm a late night eater. For a large portion of my career, I get out of work at 11.30 at night. So I have that bad habit of trying to snack late night and and figure things out. I'll tell you what I always have in my fridge. I always have cheese. I always have tortillas and I have a salsa. So I can make me a quesadilla as quick as you can say lickety split. So I'm always about the quesadilla. It's one of my guilty pleasures. Oh my God. I love mac and cheese and I love you to make me mac and cheese. All right, Marnie? I'm going to make you a great mac and cheese. It's going to be the best one you ever had. I love that. I love television. Unapologetically, I will binge watch something. I love a movie. I love it. Some of my guests' guilty pleasures were not food. When Chef Carla Hall told me that TV is her jam, I had to know what her number one go-to movie is that she has to watch every single time it comes on. Oh, Born Identity, like the Born series. Oh, I love all those too. Those are fun. And then Matrix. Are you having a salty snack or a sweet snack? Why say or when you can say and? Um, (laughs) Popcorn, (laughs) M&Ms, and lemonade. 
All right. All right. Peanut M&Ms. Peanut M&Ms. That sounds fabulous. Movie night at your house. I don't feel guilt about the stuff that makes me happy, but I guess other people would say like my guilty pleasures are like Tom Jones. That's Rachel Ray. If you know her, it's no surprise that she loves music. She's married to musician John Cusimano, who joined us for this interview, but her passion for music actually goes way back. Tom Jones was my first crush, and when I was a little girl, I hated wearing dresses. Me too. The only thing I on for was the Tom Jones show because I thought Tom could see me. I love that. Oh my God. I love Tom Jones. I've got his out. Al- one of my albums in my collection, I bought my very first album I bought was a Tom Jones album. This is Tom Jones. Dude, I have that album. The first song I learned every word to. I'm not even kidding. Do you know how inappropriate it is for like a five-year-old little girl to wander around singing the most misogynistic song in the history of music about how Delilah cheated on Tom. He stabbed her and it was her fault. (laughs) Why did she do it to him? And that's the first song I learned all the words to. Not Wheels on the Bus. Delilah. Delilah. I love it. That's awesome. My grandpa would take, I called it the blueberry chair, but it was really a chair with blue roses on it. I called it blueberry chair. And he turned his blueberry chair backwards and he would watch me instead of Tom Jones because I would stand in the middle, put on my dress, dance with Tom and try and sing along with him to whatever he was doing. And for my grandpa, I was the show for the Tom Jones show. Okay, we've got one more guilty pleasure to share, and it comes from my good friend and Food Network star teammate, Chef Justin Warner. I like food that rolls, so anything that's served on one of those convenience store rolling griddles, you know what I'm talking about? No. You know, like the hot dog cooker, where the hot dog just rolls. Yes. Yes. So for some reason, as I toured the country, you know, and like getting gas for the RV, that's like a 75 gallon tank, like stopping for gas took so long, depending on the pump, I could be there for breakfast and lunch. Anyway, I became a connoisseur of these things. And so in some parts of the country, they will put a tamale wrapped in a heat proof plastic on that thing. And the tamale will sit there and roll and roll and roll. They make tubular hamburgers now that sit there and roll and roll and roll. There's something to me about that that is just like... I'm not sure about the rolling hamburger. There's something utterly wrong about it, but something utterly right. It's uniform, and you can also eat it more easily with one hand, you know? But to cook stuff, guilty pleasure to cook. Um, man, I love using cheese, chef. I love store-bought pre-shredded cheese. I love the way it melts. I love the way I can put it on anything. I love cheddar cheese from the bag. That's a big sin, I know. Not really. I think it's perfectly acceptable. Are you going to put it in something, on something? Yeah, I mean, it can go anywhere. I love making a good hot sandwich using just like pre-shredded cheese and deli meat. I love creating tater tot abominations. That's what I'm after. Let's have that. Yeah, just anything like that. The other day I made, (laughs) this is just diabolical. I was working in a test kitchen for Ninja, and I created this buffalo chicken dip, but the chips were chicken skin. You know, like, I'm going to hell for that. No, bring that to my house right now. All right, so our All Recipes community love pancakes, like anything we can do with a pancake. So riff on a pancake. So I love hangover pancakes, and so hangover pancakes to me are pancakes that have booze in them. And oftentimes you can take the components of a good cocktail 
and you can turn it into the components of a good pancake. One of my all-time favorite hacks is to reconstitute those concentrated juice drinks like limeade or lemonade or cranberry juice, you know, they come frozen in the can. Reconstitute those to the same as the package instructions. Instead of using water, use maple syrup. It... <laughs> It's diabolical. A famous recipe of mine is mojito pancakes. So I take a standard recipe, but I cut the milk in half and replace it with rum. I then make a compound butter of mint and lime zest and butter. And then I use that limeade in the maple syrup. And the great thing about using liquor in your pancakes is, well, one, liquor. But two, because alcohol evaporates at a lower temperature than water, it creates leavening more quickly to get a fluffy pancake. So where we normally see our pancake takes a bit to puff up and rise, you're saying that the alcohol will actually promote that leavening. Insta-bubbles. And you'll find that the way the pancake browns, oddly enough, is lacier. The crust on the pancake, if you're into that sort of thing, it has this very glassy sort of shatter to it. Almost like a brulee, yep, absolutely. I'm coming to your house. You're going to make me some boozy pancakes, and we're going to solve the problems of the world. Whether it's boozy pancakes with Justin Warner, comfort food with Guy Fieri and Chef John, late night snacking with Carla Hall, Aron Sanchez, and Amanda Freitag, fast food with Duff Goldman, Rodney Scott, and Artie Sequera, ice cream with Emmy Maid and Patti LaBelle, or Rachel Ray's love of music and her first crush, Tom Jones. Everyone has a guilty pleasure and a story to tell. If you haven't heard my guests' full interviews, please run to the playlist and check them out. There's just so much fun and a lot of practical culinary tips packed into every single episode. Let us know what you think. Rate the podcast and leave us a review if you get a chance. I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, you can find thousands of recipes, meal ideas, and cooking how-tos from the world's largest community of cooks at allrecipes.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast was recorded in Birmingham, edited in Atlanta, and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Homemade is produced by All Recipes with executive editor Jason Burnett. Thank you to our Pod People production team, Rachel King, Eliza Lambert, Tanya Ott, and Maya Croft. Thanks for listening. I'm Marty Duncan, and this is Homemade. Homemade.